Hi, friends, and welcome to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we would just love to welcome each and every one of you to our podcast. We are so glad that you found us. If this is your first time listening, then we are so excited that you are here. And we hope that you will stick around. If you're a returning listener, then welcome back. We're so glad to have each and every one of you each week tuning into this podcast. And my guess is since the topic of our podcast is healing the broken marriage that a lot of people listening are probably going through some similar things that we have gone through and maybe are currently going through in our marriage. So it's very encouraging for me to just see the numbers each week grow and to see all the downloads and that each one of you are just showing up each week, learning something new because that's what life's all about. Right, Brian? That's right. Learning something new. That's right. Or they might not, or they might learn so they don't have to go through it. <laughs> that's also good. Which we're fine with that too. Because we're fine with that too. If you can learn from other people's mistakes, that's all right. It keeps well, you, you know, from making the same ones. Yeah. Well, you know how when somebody's giving you directions and they're like, hey, by the way, don't go that way. It's right. like an extra hour drive. Right. You're like, okay, won't do that. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's so many times people say that. That, you know, don't do what we did. Right. And it could be just a simple, it could, it could might not even be relationship. It could be anything in life, yeah. you know, because they learn from their mistakes. So exactly. And that's all right. Cause we need to learn from each other and be willing to help each other. So we don't make the same mistakes. Exactly. And I love that we do this podcast cause I feel like we're just bringing all of our junk before the world saying, here you go, <laughs> do this, not that. No. But anyways, so before we head into today's podcast, I wanted to encourage you guys to go check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. You can pretty much find everything that you need to know about us there, everything you want to know about us there, how you can connect with us. Um, just some some really fun things that we've done you know, in our lives. The book I've written, makingbeautywiththeashes.com, How God Saved My Marriage, you can find that there. So anyways, heading into today's episode, I decided to title how to do conflict when emotions run high. And so we're going to end it there because we haven't mastered this yet. <laughs> Just to, totally teasing. There's some truth in that. We, we actually are still working through this process. And so this is going to be a very vulnerable, open podcast that we are actually still working through. And I know a lot of the the topics that we've talk, talked about is things that we have worked through or we are at the very end of something. Well, this is one that we're kind of like in the midst of and we're finding our footing. We're getting some really great tools and we wanted to just hop on here and be open and vulnerable and just share those with you. And so I really want to start off with just this quote and it says, it's by um, Ambrose Bierce says, speak when you are angry and you will make the best speech you will ever regret. How many of you can relate to that statement? Just wherever you are, you know, raise your hand or just do a head nod like, yes, that is me. Brian, can you relate to that at all? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just repeat it. Speak when you are angry and you will make the best speech you will ever regret. So where do you want to, where do you want to take us? Um, right into all your mess. Yeah. I mean, I'm not there yet where I want to be. Uh, I mean, 
there's still times when I open my mouth and I shouldn't, <clears throat> but I think I've came a long ways from what I used to be. I think used to, I just, I think I used to, it's just like a lot of immaturity and just wanting to be, I don't know where it's confrontational, but now I mean, I still fail, especially with, I think with you probably mostly, it's just when we have, you know, things come up from the past or what have you and emotions kind of start to flare. It's hard to sit back and, you know, choose your words, but it's wise to do, you know, if you can just, um, it's just, it's, it's hard in the, being in the moment just to calm yourself and to look at the situation and to separate the good from the bad. Sometimes you got to separate looking at the other person. You got to separate the good and the bad, what you see in them. And that's hard to do. It's just like, you can't get tunnel vision. You got to step back and think, what's this person mean to me? And then the value of this person versus what, what's causing this argument or disagreement right now or fight. And then you throw that out there and then you got to throw in the mix of choosing your words. And sometimes it's better not to say anything at all. Mm -hmm. If you can't say, you know, I think I forget who said it, you know what? I think it was, I think it might've been Phil Robertson. I heard one time say, if you can't say something or maybe his mom's told him, um, if you can't say something good, don't say nothing at all. And, uh, you know, as this, if everybody was like that in this world, you know, how much better would relationships be? And, you, you know, and, and I'll be the first to admit, and I know you've told me too, it's just, and, you know, I, I'm ashamed of this, but, you know, to think that, you know, the ones, a lot of times the ones you love the most are the ones who you're so willing to let your mouth run or shoot off to when you wouldn't probably do that to even your best friend, you know, and, um, or your, your close friends to you. So yeah, it's, um, we can learn a lot from that, but, but yeah, just being wise with your words Which and not allowing your, not allowing your tongue. I heard someone else and I can't remember who this was, is they said, never let your tongue get ahead of your brain. And you know, that's, that seems so simple, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's very complex that you think about that because, you know, so many times we just let our mouth run when we're angry and we're not allowing our brain to think things through before we say them. And then after the fact, you're like, you know, why did I even say that? That was so wrong. Um, so yeah, that's not that I do it like I should, because like I said, we're still in the process of learning this stuff as well. Sometimes we feel like, but you know, in the heat of the moment, if you can like make sure your brain is thinking things through before they relate to your tongue to release them. Cause once it's out there, it's out there. You know, it's once those words come out of your mouth, once those statements come out of your mouth, they're out there. It's just like, they're just, they've been released into the atmosphere and it can either create a good atmosphere or can create a bad atmosphere. And, there's so many 
repercussions from bad things that come from our mouths, or there can be very good things that come from our mouth with very good repercussions. Um, you know, it just depends. We can either, you know, the saying, you can either build someone up or you can tear somebody down, you know, and that just, especially in a relationship, it's very important to make sure your brain is thinking before your mouth and your mouth don't get ahead of your brain. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you basically saying in all that is that even in conflict, when emotions are, emotions are high, you still have a choice. It's like your emotions don't override every thing you want to say. You still fully have a choice on whether to choose this hateful thing or maybe choose this loving thing. Because I think mm -hmm. in conflict, you're presented, okay, do I want to verbally assault my partner or do I want to make sure that at the end of this, that love right. has not been injured. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, it's, and I'm so guilty. I don't want anybody. I think everybody listening yeah. is probably thinking guilty. <laughs> no, I am. I, I don't want to sound like I'm like, I've got all this figured out because I'm not, I don't, but I know when I think about it, right and wrong, you know, and how you approach conflict and, you know, it's so easy to, I guess to be a Karen, <laughs> if somebody's coming af at you verbally or, you know, it's so easy. I mean, it's just our flesh is to react. Well, it's like you react yeah. in a way that they're, they're coming at you. Right. It's like you react. And of course, it's our flesh that however they react, you act, react a little bolder and stronger. And then, of course, they come back with it. You know, we're humans. So you can't you can't sit and look at the other person and be like, well, why'd they do that? Because you're, you know, when you look in a mirror, you're the one doing that as well. So it's like everybody's human, but it just, it takes, it takes so much, um, it takes a lot of strength to be the one to stand up and just to be the adult, you know, in the, in the argument and, and just, I mean, just love can break and, and being, I mean, we've seen this recently with us and with other people, mm -hmm. um, just showing a little kindness and love, even if there's a heated argument or there's something going on with some conflict between two parties. And we've had a little bit of that lately, but we've seen that showing love and understanding can actually reverse even the way those people are reacting to it, to you. Yeah. It, you know, we've said it before, it's hard to, it's hard to be mad at somebody when they're showing you love. Even if it's somebody who um, there was conflict with before, and sometimes it's not easy, you know, if, if if they've hurt you and they come back and they're all of a sudden they're trying to love you, you know, I understand that can be a little off-putting, you know, as well. Confusing. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's 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 some steps that need to be taken there, and and coming from a different angle um, of healing there, but just people in general who just you know, whether just people with it. It's average people in your life each day that you come in contact with that maybe not even might not even be in your family, but they're just, you know, they're confrontational or they want to, you know, say things they shouldn't to you to, to try to, to try to pull you down and just being kind back to them. It's, it's going to be hard for them to keep going the same route they're going if you show kindness and love toward them. 
So yeah, it's just uh, but yeah, we're we're I'm definitely learning too because it's tough. It's tough in the heat of the moment when you're in an argument just to be the one. To, and we we've said this recently. We're gonna start practicing this more if we're in an argument or something or a heat of the moment. We're just you know whether it's Elisha or me, we're gonna try our hardest to just stop and say, you know, I love you so much and you mean so much to me and just build the other person up, you know, cause that can, it can, it can break the enemy's back. That's, you know, trying to cause conflict and division between you. Yeah. And I think that like you were saying, um, anytime there's some sort of conflict, not always, but sometimes the enemy is at the root of that. Sometimes it's just your differences right. or whatever. You can't say, you know, every conflict that you have in your marriage, oh, it's the devil, it's the devil. Sometimes it's just not. <laughs> Sometimes it's just, I'm very tired and I'm grouchy right. or whatever. There's so many different scenarios that could cause this type of thing. But I think just understanding one thing that I'm learning a lot about right now and just trying to put into practice is in a conflict, you're trying to learn about your spouse and not because so many times, and I don't know who out there listening can even relate to this. A lot of times when an argument or a fight or whatever breaks out in your marriage or relationship, a lot of times you tend to go to your separate corners as plaintiff and defendant. And then you are both presenting your case to, I don't know who some invisible judge is going to decide. I don't know. But a lot of times you take those stances and you're, and, and it causes separation. Like I'm going to hammer you and I'm going to defend myself and then I'm going to hammer you and then you're going to start defending yourself. And it's just this back and forth that is unhealthy. It doesn't really produce anything good. And so one thing that I've learned um, recently, well, not super recently, but it's like I, I, I've known this, but I've just recently decided, you know, maybe I should try to put this into practice because it sounds very smart <laughs> is whenever you're in conflict, try to go into the conflict with the, with an open mind to learn more about your spouse. Like why, why are they so upset right now? What is causing them to be upset and asking questions more than anything else? like keeping an open mind. Okay. My spouse is, or my partner is really upset right now and just coming at them lovingly and saying, so what is causing you to feel this way? And then that opens an opportunity for them to say, well, when you, when you did this, it made me feel this way. And then that opens dialogue where you can then go back and say, I am very sorry. That was unintentional. I did not make you, I didn't want you to feel that way. And that literally just having that open dialogue and speaking to understand your spouse more, because I think so many times and me and Brian, like we have our hands up a lot of times we fight to be heard. We don't fight to hear, you know what I mean? How many of you guys out there are like, when you get in a disagreement and that person is talking, you're not even really listening. You're just thinking of your comeback. You're yeah. thinking of what you can say that's going to nail them to the wall and shut them up real good. And that's not 
listening to understand, that's basically not even listening. That's just like, you're going to hear me and you're going to understand me. And I don't even care what's going on in your heart right now. Right. You're going to hear my heart. And in a relationship, there's two people. There's two. I mean, that's how it should be. There's only two people in a relationship. And you seek to understand your partner. You seek to understand how they are perceiving. Because what is so funny is you can have two people in the same conflict Mm -hmm. and they will both perceive that conflict completely different. Right. And and it's not that either one of them is making the story up. That's Mm -hmm. literally how their brain. Now, sometimes, yes, sometimes there could be some lying going on. Mm -hmm. But let's just say that's not. Let's just say that the perception of what happened or even how it was heard in your ears is completely different to, to each of you. Right. And so, and then when it comes back out and you're maybe talking about it later, you can, you see and hear these inconsistencies Mm -hmm. and it's how you perceive what is going on in that moment. You know, like say, I might say something and I mean it this way, but you will hear it this way and then totally make up a whole different narrative. You know what I'm talking about? Like in your mind, well, this is what she meant. And so this is what, where she was going. And so then a whole storyline is, you know, coming to play when that was never even the intended case. So I think listening is so important in a disagreement and not trying to talk over the other person or not trying to, you know, not even listen, but just waiting for your turn so you can like really let them have it, <laughs> which we have done so many times in our own relationships. And so this is like a podcast to say, listen, you guys, take advice from us in this situation because Brian, I don't know about you, but I think until the day we die, there's always going to be some form of conflict in some way at some point. With that, there is. Our lives. I mean, there'll always be conflict. Yeah. It's just, and we've, we're learning this, how you deal with it. You know, there'll always be conflict in people's lives, no matter who you're around, um, whether it's business, whether it's a relationship, there's always going to be conflict and it's how you learn to deal with it because yeah. all conflicts can be dealt with. Yeah. It's just a right way and there's a wrong way to deal with it. And the, the thing that you're even saying that I hear is that we each have a choice on how we deal with it. And if you deal with it, maybe in a not so good way, you can always go back and apologize right. for that thing and make amends. And even I would even suggest like, this is something that we learned in counseling is, you know, just talking about what are something because conflict is inevitable. You just, you literally mm-hmm. dealing with marital conflict And discord has to do with how you handle things when your emotions run high. Right. It's about how you handle it. It's not like it's not going to happen. It's how you're going to deal with it. And so if it's something that, you know, you're two separate people, you know, your spouse might like something that you, when you first got married, you loved that thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now... (laughs) 30 years in, you're like, if I have to hear one more, you know, word about, I don't know, maybe, maybe your spouse has a thing for like 
cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is not about Brian, by the way. No. Maybe your spouse has a thing for cars. And here you are 30 years in, you're like, oh my gosh, I used to adore that. But now I'm just like, if I hear one more thing about going to see, you know, this car show, I'm going to lose my mind. You know, it that's the thing is learning how to handle and deal with these things. It's like, okay, well, what happened? Where did that love go? You know, walk it back and try to figure out what happened. Why now am I, I can't stand, can't stand mm-hmm. it when I once used to adore it because you can get back to that place again. You can fully get back to that place again. But I just want to say that healthy couples don't avoid conflict. So many couples that I, I don't even want to say personally know, but that I know of avoid conflict. And that does not equal healthy. No, because it's still there. It just hasn't been dealt with. It's still there. So what happens is when they get to the point where they can't go any longer, normally it's another conflict that's arose. And then it's one huge fireball. Because all these little conflicts that they've just pushed aside and not dealt with, all of a sudden when the, the big one hits, they start bringing up not only that, they start going back and Everything. tagging all these other conflicts prior to that on, and it just causes an even bigger argument. So it's, it's, you know, it's just like, it's anything in life. If something arises, you deal with it. So you don't have to, you know, deal with it later. Exactly. And, you know, you it's know, taken care of, it's behind you. Right. I mean, healthy co- healthy couples don't avoid conflict. They are just better at resolving it in healthy ways. So I just want to encourage you guys, if you're one of those couples that maybe you're like, oh, we never fight. Why? <laughs> because actually addressing issues, talking through them, working through them, that is normal. Right. Pushing them down, not addressing it, you know, just acting like it doesn't exist. That is not. Right. Could, because there's always going to be a source of conflict in some way. So it's like you just need to learn to, to deal with these things. But I just wanted to end with this statement when it comes to conflict in a relationship. Be quick to listen, breathe, pause, examine your own heart. Remember that you're on the same side. Remember that neither of you is perfect. And finally, speak. So if you're in a conflict and you run all of those things through your mind, before you speak, you're going to have a much different outcome than if you just do a brain dump from your brain out your mouth. Yes. Be quick to listen. Breathe. Pause. Examine your own heart. Remember that you're on the same side Remember that neither of you is perfect and finally speak. And so we just really hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast. We actually have a lot of other podcast topics on conflict as well, because we know that this is a big subject because you're going to (laughs) fight as couples. You're going to fight. And we just want to help you as we are also learning how to fight well and how to fight fair and actually how to fight for each other and never losing sight of love. Love is never on the table. Love is never a thing. Love doesn't change in the relationship or the conflict. 
And so we just really hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Please check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Please like, share, rate, review. Until next time, we bless bless you. you.